Welcome to episode 302. Do you know yourself? I mean, really know yourself. Or do you only know yourself upon reflection, after the food has gone in, or after the fight has happened? Sure, reflecting is good, but if you can't be aware during the exact moment the problem is happening, and even better, before the moment happens, then not a great deal is going to go well across your life. So I want to give you a basic toolbox of how to develop self-awareness and who to include in your self-awareness team of people, which if you get wrong, could be epically painful. So let's avoid that and listen to this episode. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode of the show, another Coaching with Maddie episode about self-awareness. So in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge, eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. And whether that is your goal or whether anything in your life is something that you want to change, there's anything that presents in a way that you think, hmm, I could have done that better. I'd like to feel better in that scenario. I'd like to have the skills to be able to handle that particular situation or emotion. Self-awareness is literally the first step because you can't change anything unless you know about it. You literally can't change anything that you are unconscious to that's happening without your knowledge, vision, feeling, or awareness that it's occurring. One way to think about it, it's like when someone goes to a cupboard and maybe this has been you before or your partner's asked you to go and find something and they say, hey, can you go and grab that thing from the cupboard? And they go to the cupboard and you look all around, they or you, whoever's looking, looks everywhere and you're like, honey, I can't see it. I don't know what you're talking about. I've looked everywhere. I've moved a bunch of things. I closed the door and opened it again and I can't see it. And your partner or the person comes back and says, what do you mean? It's right here. And it's literally right in front of your face, right? That's what happens when we are in a situation where we're triggered or something unconscious is occurring is that to other people, they can see it clearly, but we can't. Just like that thing that we were looking for in the cupboard that was actually right in front of our face and we couldn't see it. We couldn't pick up on it. We weren't able to detect what we were being told to look for. And so what what I want to talk about in regards to this is how to begin developing the awareness of being able to detect the thing right in front of you that's occurring or that's unconsciously happening within you. And one way to think about this might be when you're, you have an automatic reaction, when somebody says something or judges you or throws stuff at you, and I mean verbally or emotionally, or a situation happens at work and you have a a reaction, like an animalistic reaction. And what I mean by that is not necessarily tearing the walls down, but one that you you just blurt out what you're thinking. It just comes out totally unfiltered. Or you go into suffering and pain and tears and hurt. You know, these are the really big obvious sort of signs and it's just happening automatically and you feel so out of control of it. and And sometimes if you look back on the event or the situation, you can't actually remember it clearly because you were in such a fight or flight response that it was just about survival. 
right? So they're, they're signs that things are unconscious because they're just happening so automatically and you're unable to get your hands on them, uh, to be able to slow them down, to be able to put some breath into them, to be able to move things slowly so that you can work through them, separate them, compartmentalize them. Important to feel them, feel the emotion that they come with, feel the anger, feel the hurt, feel the sadness. And I say this myself as a human because I'm going to get stuff wrong. I'm going to be triggered and probably you will too for the rest of your life. Because when we're talking about the unconscious, there are layers upon layers upon layers of the unconscious, right? And when we discover a new layer and we start working through it and we get to this place where we're like, oh, yeah, I feel like um, I've really got a handle on my stuff. Guess what? There's another layer. <laughs> There's always another layer. This is one of the frustrations with pers personal development is that you, you feel like you've arrived only to discover you've just begun. <laughs> and so as a human, I too will be dealing with this for my entire life. But I want to give you the tools to be able to start pulling back the layers, addressing the layers and seeing what's going on. Because as my experience is, I need to keep doing this work as well. So there's, there's a couple of things that I want you to do to be able to practice this. The first two things that you need to take into this energetically, emotionally, and from a perspective standpoint are two things, curiosity and exploration, right? You want to be very curious about what's going on, not judgmental, not self-abusive, not aggressive, curious. And you want to explore with questions. What is this? What does this mean? Where does this come from? Why do I feel this way? What could this be connected to? Is it me or is it them? Is it the environment or is it the way that I experience what the environment has produced? So you want to be curious and explore the space. And without doing this, nothing will ever change, right? Because if you come at it with judgment and you come at it with attacking and, you know, the other people around you also come at it with judgment and aggression and tears and anger... It's very unlikely that two people that are in a fight or flight response are going to come to any kind of conscious, calm resolution, right? And this is not just in the context of relationships. I mean this in the context of your health journey. There might be foods that you eat unconsciously. There might be patterns that you've got with walking to the fridge or walking to the corner shop or the local supermarket that just happens. It's just wired into you. And sometimes you might, you might be in a situation where you just catch yourself. It all of a sudden for a brief moment, the veil drops and you're conscious of it. And you're like, whoa, how did I end up here? right? So that's, that's a good sign if we're starting to see that. But the point is that this is relevant to relationships. It's re relevant to your health journey. It's re relevant to your workplace. But you want to be curious. You want to explore the space. Um, and the other thing is that you want to do is you want to be able to trust the people around you to be able to communicate with you about these topics. So pick people that you trust. Um, and that can be difficult because they're going to talk to you about some tricky stuff. So you need to give them permission <laughs> to point out some of your flaws with the agreement from you that when they do, you'll be willing to look at them, be curious and explore and open to working with them together to change that. So here's a couple of things that you can do to start developing self-awareness. Really basic. So number one is reflect on your day. At the end of the day, spend five minutes in the car with the phone off, the radio off, no music, no Spotify, none of that. And just reflect on your day. Just think through the day and think about, oh yeah, that happened, that happened. I felt this way. I reacted this way. I said this. And just figure out whether or not you'd like to change any of that. Would you prefer that had been different? Or do you understand why those things that you want to be different happened? The other way that you can do this is you can write a journal about how the day went or just a journal about what's inside of your thoughts and your feelings and what's coming out. Again, this allows you to write it onto the page and read it and assess, is that what's really going on within me? 
And then again, curiosity, exploration, ask the questions, explore the idea. The other thing is when you arrive at awareness, once you are aware, you need to review all of the details and all the possibilities of how it could be done differently. First though, understanding the emotional reason or the feeling behind why that automatic thing happened is going to be so helpful because there lies the, the bit of gold that you can go in and heal or fix or nurture or love or give it what it needs in order for it to not happen again, right? So you need to understand this happened because of ABC. So in that case, how do I resolve the underlying problem below A, B, and C so that next time we can produce X, Y, Z? So arrive at awareness, explore it, explore the other perspectives, explore the other ways that it could have gone, ask yourself a lot of questions, check in with your feelings about it and understand what is at the core that needs to be dealt with, right? So this is, this is beyond self-awareness and this is moving into action. Um, and you want to check in with those feelings, navigate the thoughts. You might, might need to, again, journal about them. You might need to sit down and talk with a trusted friend or a partner about it. And remember, as I said before, you can get others involved. You can get those friends and those partners uh, and those family members involved. And it's going to take a bit of courage and you need to trust them. But you want to ask them for their feedback. Get them to give you feedback about where are the areas of my life that I am difficult to be around, where I'm acting out or when I'm not my best self and tell me, tell me about that. And that's going to be, that's going to be pretty uncomfortable because, you know, it's usually uncomfortable to get that kind of feedback by people in your inner circle. Um, but you need to give them permission and they need to also do it safely. So you need to ask them to be delicate. Um, and I guess the important thing is that you want to tell people that you need this before it's too late, you know, so that you don't yet again end up at that place that you explode or fall apart or just totally you know, fall into pieces and be your worst self and damage relationships with yourself, your health and your own body, but also the people that mean something around you. And, and this, this, in, this requires, you know, if you're going to get help from friends and family, it re requires strong relationships of people that are going to help each other, but also give each other permission to not show up amazingly because you're a human. <laughs> so you need that person to be able to hold space for the most amazing version of you, but also the version of you that is going to perform unconsciously, triggered, aggressive, angry, upset, and for them to still be able to support you and love you on the other side of that because that's what you need from somebody that's in your inner circle, someone to see you at your worst and say, hey, this is what just happened. I'm not going anywhere because I've got your back and I know that you're, in, you're, a, you're a human and the human experience is challenging. But in order for us to keep having a safe relationship, I need us to work on this and you to work on this. Are you open to that? And obviously, if you're building self-awareness and wanting to be reliable and amazing for the people around you, the answer to that is going to be yes. But you need someone in your life that is obviously going to be there in your darkness and there in your light and willing to endure the storm that intimate relationships come with, family relationships come with, and even friendships, even friendships. And if people aren't going to stick around, obviously you need to ask somebody else. <laughs> you know, obviously you need somebody else that you can trust to stay around through the darkness and through the light. Um, but developing self-awareness is the theme here is that we want to get to know ourselves. We want to get to know the parts of us that are on autopilot, bring them into the, the light, into the known so that we can start understanding, start improving and start being in control. Developing self-awareness doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden going to be non-reactive to things. 
It just means that you're going to slow down the process so you can identify what's going on and make more rational decisions about how to respond and how to articulate that feeling that's going on in your body rather than it just being an absolute mess everywhere. And it's the same, as I said earlier, with your food and health. All of those automatic unconscious patterns that you have with food, shoveling too much in your mouth, buying the things, swinging on the door of the fridge, same idea there is that they're brought into your awareness so that you can begin to change them and therefore your health and your happiness is also going to improve. So if you've enjoyed this episode and this little self-awareness exercise and the tips in here, please share the episode with anybody you think needs to develop this skill, uh, especially if you're the person in that person's life that is going to create a safe space to be able to talk about this. And, uh, you know, the deal, ratings, reviews, all of that kind of stuff if you enjoy the show. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.